Because the statistics say that 50% of women will end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky to stay married, 80% of women will outlive their spouses. So there's just no way around it with these statistics that you have to embrace finances. Money touches everything in our world. Hello, friend. It's Wendy Valentine, your hostess with the Midlife Mostess, coming at you live from the RV. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. If you are ready to get unstuck, take courageous action, and reclaim your life, I am the wild and wise woman for you. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've gone through divorce. I was at a job I definitely didn't love. I've lost some amazing people in my life, and I have cried buckets of tears along the way. The great news is that I've made it through to the other side. Oh, yeah. My breakdown became my breakthrough. I know your greatest breakthrough is on the other side of saying yes to life. It's time to stop being stuck and stop playing small. It's time to go from surviving to thriving. If you're done living a life that doesn't set your soul on fire, this is the podcast for you. Let's get this midlife party started, shall we? Welcome back to the show. I'm also going to welcome myself back to the show because I took the last few weeks to transition from traveling full-time in an RV to now living full-time back in Chicago. Wow. Never thought that would happen. (laughs) When I embarked on my road trip, though, across the country, I didn't know how long the journey would last. Quite honestly, I didn't care how long it would last. All that mattered to me at the time was that I actually embarked on the journey. And whenever I got to my final destination, wherever that final destination would be, I could take my pen and cross off the following words from my bucket list. Buy an RV and travel the country. Boom, I did it. It's something I have always wanted to do, you guys, so I simply made a plan and I made it happen. Although there was a ton of wisdom, and it's still kind of sinking in for me, that I gained during my journey, the most important lesson that I want to share with you is that if there's something you want to do in your life, simply make a plan and make it happen. Stop talking and start taking some action, period. No, not a period. Exclamation mark, like five exclamation marks. If you tuned into this show, then most likely you are at midlife and you most likely have a list of things you want to do before you die. Well, um, Newsflash, we don't know when we are going to die, so you might want to get cranking on that bucket list of yours. Trust me, it is so worth it. All right, that actually leads me into the topic of today's show. Money, money, money. Oh, yeah. There is no way that I could have made my RV dream happen without money. In order for my dream to happen, I had to make money happen. Most importantly, I had to change my mindset about money. I had to take a hard look at my thoughts and beliefs about money. I had to create new beliefs 
about myself and my ability to make enough money to make my dream come true. I had to believe that I could get out of debt on my own and create a new life for myself. If you want to create your best life, you will need to have a good relationship with money. Your money mindset is where it all begins. And let's begin our interview with today's guest, shall we? Tanya Vizayo is the founder of The Courage to Be Happy, a community of independent, ambitious women entrepreneurs who want to become financially empowered so that they don't depend on anyone else. Since the launch of her business with a baby in hand and working only 20 hours per week, she was able to reach a six-figure revenue by her fourth year. Wow. Tanya is on a mission to support, inspire, and teach all ambitious women entrepreneurs the mindset, tools, and strategies to grow their money from an easy, practical, and spiritual perspective. This way, they can break away from financial dependence and instead create an empowered life of freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, too, because I think you will find some goodies in here for you. Please welcome Tanya Vazayo. Tanya, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. I am so excited that you're here. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and why you do what you do. Ooh, great start. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for ha- having me, Wendy, and thanks to everyone listening. So I let's try and compress this, see how I can not expand too long on it. So <laughs> born and raised in Spain oh. to a Spanish father, an American mother, and came to the U.S., my last couple of years in college, met my husband and ended up doing the reverse that my mom did. My mom studied in Spain her last year in college and has been there for 50 years. And now uh, I moved to the States and we used to work in advertising, both my husband and I, both, both art directors in New York City with multi-million dollar accounts like Starbucks and Samsung and AT&T Wireless. You know, we're like the Mad Men, you know, and I don't know if you've watched that show, but we did Mad Men lifestyle and it got to a point where it just didn't align with me. So, and neither did it align with my husband. So we both quit our jobs in New York City, left our art direction jobs, and we moved to Spain. I never thought my, my husband is American from Philadelphia, didn't speak a lick of Spanish. And he <laughs> said, yeah, let's give it a try. Very brave on his part. We moved to Spain. We opened up a studio and we offered all kinds of creative services from art direction, branding, uh, photography, five, six years uh, in Spain. And then we moved back to the States and Santa Fe. We continued running the studio. But the problem with two creatives trying to do business, and maybe anyone in the the audience can identify with this, is if you haven't studied business and you don't know how to run a business, we were a lot in this feast and famine uh, phase. You know, we'd get a client and we're like, yay, we got a client. We're super excited. And then suddenly the next month you're like, oh my God, we have to pull from savings. Our savings dwindling. Are we going to have to go get a job? So it was very stressful, you know, trying to run your business and kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and not really knowing what you're doing. 
And I think it was like 2000, end of 2015, beginning of 2016, my husband said, you know what? I don't think I want to run the business anymore. I think I just want to work on my art. And I thought that was awesome because it's not easy to run a business with a partner or a spouse. And I felt like I had a bigger calling inside of me Mm -hmm. and that would give me the freedom. If I didn't have to kind of like figure out with him and compromise I'm like, you know what? Let me launch my own business. But I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had a gazillion certificates, gazillion, you know, certifications, college, you know, professional photographer, life coach, you know, art director, you name it. I had everything, but I'm like, how do I merge all that together? And who do I want to serve? And what is my purpose? Like I was kind of in this like identity crisis, you know, with my business, like what's next for me? Uh, My daughter was like 18 months old. I got invited by my sister to a a sales uh, event. It was a three-day event. I'll never forget. It was out in San Diego. I'm like, why would I ever even want to go to a sales event to learn about business? Like I'm picturing all these people like in suits and ties and (laughs) I considered myself a creative. I'm like, that is not my cup of tea. That sounds so boring. She's like, I already have a ticket. Come and join me. You could stay at the pool. I'm like, you know what? It'll give me a break from mommyhood. You know, like at least if it's really boring, I'll go hang out at the pool, you know? So I took her <laughs> up on it. We went to San Diego. We we went to this uh, event and it was amazing. The people that I met, I mean, it literally opened up the door to me to a whole other world of entrepreneurship. Wow. And I never really considered myself an entrepreneur at that point. I was considering myself more of a freelancer and just kind of winging it and trying to figure things out. But anyway, this woman made an offer to join her mastermind, year-long mastermind. She had all the systems, super successful woman, uh, seven-figure business. And I said, this is this is for me. And so I signed up for it. And it was a lot of sacrifice of money, of time, of energy. But I learned so much throughout that process. And even though my background was creative, I started learning all these things about business Mm-hmm. And within the first four years working 20 hours a week, because remember I had a baby in hand, you know, she was yes. a toddler at that point, you know, a two-year-old, I was able to hit six figures. And that had not happened with me and my husband when we were trying to run our own business. You know, it was just, like I said, a feast and famine. And I started teaching branding at first, you know, like how to create a successful brand for yourself to the women that I had in my groups But then eventually everyone started asking me, well, what about business? What are you doing? How are you doing these things? What are your systems? And so I started teaching business, you know, and and what I was doing that was working for me. And then from there, I realized that I was fascinated with the whole subject of money. I think several things happened at the same time. I realized that can't really grow a business and it doesn't really matter how much strategy you put in place unless you deal with everything that's going on up here, you know, your money mindset and, and believing in yourself and having confidence. And, and so I started questioning myself and following mentors and teachers in the financial world, because I, I really knew nothing regarding money. Like I was just like, zero. Like I, when, when I left corporate America, I walked into a city bank. I was assigned a guy 
that was my representative. <laughs> I abdicated my power, gave him my 401k, rolled it over into an IRA because that's what you were supposed to do. Right. And in that time period that we were in Spain, lost a ton of money. So when we came back to the US, my husband said, why don't you call our family financial advisor and get yourself some stocks with dividends? Like it just petrified me because I'm like, me picking stocks, like what stocks and what is a dividend? You know, like I didn't want to ask questions and sound stupid. And I finally did connect with that financial advisor and we uh, got me, he sent me, he sent me the list of all the companies that had dividends. I understood what a dividend was. Uh, He kind of held my hand so that my husband, you know, I'm so thankful to him of supporting me with that. And picked five stocks. They say it takes an average of seven years to double your money in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And within 10 years, I added a zero, not doubled it. I more than doubled it. I 10 oh, nice. it in, in 10 years. So yeah. I felt very empowered with that. And that was, that's what got me on that path of like studying more about money, learning about money, getting into the right subscriptions with it, understanding the stock market. Now I'm like, I got into cryptos, you know, in 2017 too, wanting to, just being curious, what what guided me to where I am right now is curiosity, because one of the things that I had in my business uh, training, my year-long program, is I would do one week a month of business training and another week a month money mindset. Mm. And just building that confidence and kind of detangling the programming that's been handed down to us, especially as women. I know men right. have it too, but it's just fascinated me. So now even though I still teach business strategies, I love, love, love focusing on the money mindset aspect of it and mm-hmm. just kind of being curious with ourselves, understanding our beliefs, deprogramming those beliefs, shifting our beliefs and just right. uh, taking it that way. So now I work with um, mostly women. I have men too. And this last, uh, we just launched the uh, Money Magic Miracles this year. It it's an eight-week program, and in eight weeks, that first group of women, 25 women, manifested over a million dollars in eight weeks. Oh, my God. Collectively, collectively, you know, like homes uh, that sold uh, the everything. It, wow. it was just mind-blowing to me. So, yeah, that's where I'm super excited about studying money, studying metaphysics, coach, just like kind of merging everything of my background, the psychology of money, because it's such a taboo subject that yeah. we don't get to talk about. No one has taught us about it. And we walk around, or at least I did, Miss Independent with all these degrees. <laughs> and I don't want to sound stupid. No one's taught me about finance. So I'm on a mission of just, you know, empowering as many women as possible out there, you know, in the world right? so that they can feel strong and confident. And I don't care if you're married or not married, because the statistics say that 50% of women will end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky to stay married, 80% of women will outlive their spouses, So there's just no way around it with these statistics that you have to embrace finances. Money touches everything in our world. Right. So why not learn about it instead of being caught like in the middle of a divorce or loss of a spouse, 
that you're like, oh crap, what do I have to do now? You know, like my mission is like, no, start learning, start getting excited, start being curious. Like it happened to me. I know some of these financial terms can be very, you know, intimidating, but you don't have to start there. You don't have to learn about all these terms. You can start with things that are a little bit more fun, surround yourself with mentors and teachers that are more in alignment with you that get your vibe and and learn that way. So, yeah, my mission is to empower as many as many women as possible and men along the way because I don't think it's fair either to men that it's been dumped on them that they're the ones that have yeah, to be I was just, in I was charge of money that. either. Yeah, I was just thinking I'm like I'm sure the men appreciate that that we become more educated, uh, more knowledgeable about money because money, I mean, the reality is that, yeah, it touches everything. It's like a huge part of our lives and, and why not be more familiar with it and know what we want money for, how to use that money and make it a good part of our lives instead of something to be scared of or like, oh my gosh. And I think your relationship with money is so important. And I, I feel like, for me personally, I always had a really good relationship with money. I always felt like, okay, you know, I go do this and it gets a little money and I can, and, and there's two reasons I personally want money. Number one, I want to be able to give money, help people out, whatever. And number two, to experience more of life, you know, like even with yes. what I just did, you know, like going full-time in an RV that obviously required money and, and it took a lot of hard mm-hmm. work in order to get to that point. But I love to experience more of life. And that's what I want money for. Some people are just like, okay, going to work and they're working, working, working to get the money. But like, why? What's the why? Like, what's the deeper part of it of what you're wanting the money for? And, and to like become, it sounds silly maybe, but become friends with money and be like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's, you know, to be able to help you live the life that you want to live, I feel. But um, I love yes, your story. You- yeah, I love your story. And I was just thinking as you were talking about how you've kind of like you leaped into this, like, all right, let me leave it. And how you probably would have never thought 20 years ago that you'd be doing what you're doing now. You know? Oh my God, never. Even five years ago, you would have told me I'm teaching about business and money and I would have laughed at you. And yeah, even with like, like this air of like me, I'm a creative. I don't yes. do this money and business thing. I'm yep. an artist. I'm a creative. But you're right. It's so important. You know, money yeah. is such an important it's like our health. Like we only have one body. And if you don't learn how to make the best out of your health, you know, like how can you nourish your body, exercise your body and learn about health, right? You're just going to have a crappy life, you know, and lifestyle. And it's the same thing with money. If you don't have that good relationship with money, like you're saying, because it touches everything. Yeah. It's not going to, you're not going to make the best of life that you can do. So in regards to what do you, so obviously my, my audience um, are midlifers, you know, and I, we talked Mm -hmm. a little bit before we hit record, but I feel like for, and this is going by a lot of the feedback I get from people, uh, men and women, but they get to midlife and it's like, oh my gosh, what have I, what have I created? What have I not created? What am I doing? And with women, there's a lot of women, either, like you said, 50% and in divorce. So some of them are getting divorced. Some of them have been raising kids and like, oh my God, I got to go back into the workforce. 
So what do you feel, what do you feel with women, especially in midlife? What are their fears in like being able to overcome, overcome the fear of money and being able to really regain their independence? What do you feel scares them the most? The biggest money blocks that I've encountered, and and they tend to be very general, like we all have them, men, regardless of gender, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of where you grew up, the main ones um, are there's never enough. Mm. There's never enough money. I can't make enough. Or as, even if you're good at making it, it'll be, it'll go right away. You know, like mm-hmm. you're like, I make it, but then it's, it disappears right away. You know, like where did the money go? Um, and that's tied to, that's a big block that's tied to money is evil or some version of that, you know, right. that we all grew up with, you know? So one of those biggest fears is like, will I have enough, especially in midlife as you're going into retirement and it's like, will I have enough? Is there enough money? There's always this enoughness. Am I enough? And am I deserving of it? You know? So it's the enoughness part of it is very tangled in. And as women, we've been very programmed of you know, we're not as deserving or you have to work hard for money. That's another big one that shows up a lot. You know, it's that those two have to go hand in hand. You can't make Mm -hmm. money unless you work really, really hard. And that's a myth. You know, if that were true, there's a lot of hardworking people, you know, that are not making as much of as the rich that are up here, you know? So, um, those are the biggest blocks that I encounter how to start detangling them and how to start letting go and shifting from that lack mentality into more of an abundant mindset. There's the first thing you have to do is, is become aware of it, you know, and just catch yourself and say, Oh my God. Yeah. I keep thinking that I have to work hard for money and I never really questioned that belief. And so the invitation is number one, become aware and become the second part is become curious. Like, where did those beliefs come from? We're never taught in school to question our beliefs. Yeah. And that goes for money or for anything else. (laughs) Why do you, what a great exercise would be to pull out a journal or pen and paper and write at, ask yourself the questions. What do I believe about money? Just to start, because this is what we're talking about today, but what do I believe about health? What do I believe about religion? What do I believe? And then the second question is, why do I believe that? Mm -hmm. Like, who gave me that belief? You know, like, because most likely beliefs are formed from ages zero to seven. Mm -hmm. And that's because our conscious mind is not developed until age seven. Mm -hmm. So if you're a psychologist or a therapist, you've heard about this, you know, like you just all that programming, everything we saw, everything we experienced, everything yeah. we heard from ages zero to seven is we gave meaning to it. And in the case of money, you money is not good or bad. It's right. neutral. Mm-hmm. It really is whatever meaning you want to give it. Right. And so if you have the belief of people with money are corrupt, or like in my case, growing up, the version of money is bad or people with money are bad or people with money are evil was 
people that have money must have done something shady to get it. Yeah. You know, so that was my belief and Mm -hmm. that I acquired and that I gave meaning. I really don't, I can't pinpoint an exact case. I can't say my parents said this, maybe there were, there was commentary, you know, before the age of seven of so-and-so has money, they must've done something weird. Right. There might be something in there too. I do have an uncle that's very wealthy and he, he lived uh, across from us for a time period in our community. And I remember having a te- in my teenage years, some friends over and they, they called him my uncle, the, what the, what was the name? There was something like some innuendo of like, kind of like the mysterious one, but also kind of related, like, well, what kind of things is he doing to make all that money? You know, like mm-hmm. what, it, it, there's something shady because none of us yes. know what his business is. So that was just a belief that I acquired. So the yeah. invitation for anyone listening is what did you believe? Another big one that I've had that I've been working on for years and years and years is you have to work hard for money. Right. And, and it's just, what happens is you acquire those beliefs at a young age from media, from your family, from your parents, from your caretakers, from your schools, from your church, you know, from wherever you've grown up, you've picked these things up from the culture, from, Mm -hmm. from everyone around you. And what happens is as you start getting older, you start looking for evidence to validate that. So if you've been told over and over that, you know, you have to work hard for money, you're going to find moments, you know, like, oh, see, that person works really hard. That's why they. Yeah. or Yeah. Like money equals exhaustion. Money equals. Yes. Okay. If I'm going to actually make some money to be able to go and do things that I want to do, that means I'm going to be totally just wiped out. I'm not having, I'm not going to have any time in my day. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the beliefs are so important. Yeah, the beliefs are so important. And I was just thinking too that, again, like, and yeah, that's so true. Like from the age of zero to seven, we're just like these sponges and we just take it all in. It's like, okay, everything's planted in there. And then you have to kind of go, wait a minute, is that really true? And, And I feel like sometimes what can happen, and I know it did for me personally, it's like you can have a great relationship with money, maybe as, you know, in your teens and twenties, then you can get into a relationship or a marriage that make their beliefs end up, you end up having to kind of adopt their beliefs. So mm-hmm. like, even if you have a good relationship with money, and then if you're not the main breadwinner, if you will, you know, if you're at home raising the kids, mm-hmm. then you end up like your spouse ends up being the one that kind of sets the tone with money. And so mm. I know for me, uh, what ended up happening, it was kind of like, it was like you talked about with you and your husband, it was, a, it was a roller coaster with money all the time. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. And then when it was really, really good, you were waiting for the ball to drop and it would go really, really bad. And when it was really, really bad, you were like, oh my God, I can't. So it was like, yeah, so for me, I wanted to break that cycle. I no longer wanted that for me and for my life. I wanted to get back to having that good relationship with money and knowing that I had the power. And I think, I think just like you were talking about empowering women, obviously power, putting that power back within you and actually reminding yourself that you have that power 
to do what you want to do with that and create that life that you want, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship to be able Mm -hmm. to take charge of that. So, so how do you, how do you help women with, um, let's say, let's say you had, had someone they're fresh out of divorce and oh my gosh, here I am. I've been raising kids for the last 20 years. Now what, where, where do you start? Cause I know that can be so overwhelming to a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it. When am I doing it? Like I have no money. And what, it, how do you, uh, simplify it and get them to just get to their core to start somewhere. What the, there's a couple different places and I, I want to share with everyone maybe at the end, but I'll, I'll bring it up here. I have a free guide that's called women's top money mistakes and how to fix them. And they can go check that out. But one of the things that I talk about in that guide, the first one would be to start being curious, like we said, become aware, be curious, you know, and start questioning and and asking questions about this. Um, The second one is surround yourself in community where you, where it's safe to talk about these things. Like I mentioned before, you know, like I consider myself, you know, pretty well educated. I have postgraduate degrees, all these certifications, yet I couldn't go into a bank and ask, the right questions, or I didn't know what questions to ask when I was supposed to roll over my 401k and IRA, mm-hmm. because I had this belief about myself that I don't know that I'm going to sound stupid. Let me not ask the the, the questions because right. I'm just not going to look good. So I, I can relate. I know there's a lot of women out there and even men, you know, that might not even understand half mm-hmm. of these terms, you know, of like they're throwing out, it's kind of like when you talk to a lawyer and they're throwing out all this jargon <laughs> yeah. and you feel like so right. stupid, you just don't want to ask. So surround yourself in a community where it feels safe that you can talk about money, you know, like mm-hmm look out for those communities. It could be, and we have a community, it's called Increase Your Income and Impact on Facebook. It's for women. And so they feel safe there. That's why I started organizing because my husband says a lot of times like, well, everything you teach can apply to men too. And I'm like, you're right. Absolutely right. And I connect amazing with men too. But I also wanted to create like all my events that I've done are for women only because it makes them feel safe that they don't have any male figures around Mm -hmm. saying or not saying whether you're married and you could be happily married, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to feel stupid. Like that's part of our own programming for women. You know, that's part of the patriarchy. They've kind of pushed us down the programming, what's been given to us. And this is at a cellular level, Mm -hmm. you know, patriarchy just wanted to don't rock the boat. Just do what we tell you to do as women, you know, take Mm -hmm. care of the kids. A man is a financial plan. They'll take care of you, but that's unfair to the men too. So educate yourself, find the right communities Mm -hmm. for men and for women. You know, if, if women feel safer in an only women community, then go talk about money in an only women community, start looking for teachers or mentors, just even listening to this. This is a great, You know, you should give yourself a pat on the back and say, wow, I listened to a money podcast or or (laughs) the subject on this podcast was 
about money. I never thought that I, that that could be so interesting, you know, or read a book about finance. Like, and if, and if that's too much, because it feels like too intimidating, you know, like, oh, oh my God, I can't read about numbers and finance. That's not my thing. I'm not good with numbers or I don't, I won't understand it. Then start with a book that's easier. There's so many books out there financial books you know you have you're a badass with money from jensen Cerro. oh that's a good uh, one yeah that one's really there's good. rachel rogers just has one too of like uh we should all be millionaires there's the four spiritual laws of abundance by edwina Gaines. you know like Ooh. there's so many easier books that you can kind of approach that are more palatable let's put it that way you right know, like where you can see edwina Gaines talks about Hers comes more from a religious perspective. So if you do believe in God, that's mm -hmm. you might connect really well with the book. Mm -hmm. If you're not so much of a believer of God, you know, or source or whatever, then that book, you know, might not resonate with you as much. Right. Or you could also put those terms to side. That's where I say, be curious too. You know, I'm a big believer. The moment I came in a into realization, because I had a lot of trouble accepting money from the men in my life, meaning from my dad, from my husband, you know, like if money came from male figures, it was almost like I rejected. it. Like, I don't want your help. I'm misindependent. I don't need all these <laughs> men to come and be my saviors in yep. my life. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I also appreciated it, you know, because it's like, it gives you a sense of security. You know, it's like my husband has my back. My dad has my back if there's ever an emergency. But here's what happened. The transformation and the breakthrough for me was money comes from source from God, from the universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever your term is, if you believe in something, if you're not an atheist and you believe in something beyond you, and that's my case. So money comes from source through people. Mm. And it's not for us to determine who those people are. Right. And when I was able to lean into that, then it was much easier for me to accept with grace, whether it was a sale that I made with, with a man, whether it's because my parents decided to give us cash, you know, and it came mm -hmm. through my dad because he's the one that manages more of the finances, whether it was my husband that's coming in and he's like, oh yeah, I support that group. Then I came to a place of like, okay, they're the catalyst. It's really not you know, the universe is abundant. The universe wants to support you. Another great book that's coming to mind as I'm saying this is Wallace Waddles with the science of getting rich. And in one of his chapters, oh. he talks about all of us should be rich. And this is a book that's over a hundred years old. It's very, very male driven. You know, he's a man, it's a hundred <laughs> years old book, but if you can let go of that and look at the actual concepts behind it and understand that the universe wants to support you. Like you're saying, Wendy, you know, like right. you want to do these things. You want to live an abundant and rich life. And the universe is here to support you. Like when I want to do an event or when I want to take a class or I have a desire, whatever that desire is, I know that the universe, that source is going to support me and is going to provide that money one way or another. Right. And what's beautiful is when you can be in that magic and be surprised, where is the money going to come from? Is it going to be a gift? Is it going to be a sales? Is it going right. to be an affair? thing. Yeah. And to open, I think that's the key is really being able to open and be ready to receive. I'm like you, I had, um, 
just having been on my own since I was 16 years old, I never had anyone help me. And so therefore, when someone does want to help me, I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, what, 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 what are you wanting? Like, what, you know, or like, uh, and what, and I'm like, well, you don't think I can do it myself? Like, I don't think so. So mm-hmm. I've been working on that myself about being able to receive better and being able to mm-hmm. accept it as a gift. And it is, it's like, and, and I feel like if you do stop it in any which way, whether it's coming or going, you're stopping the flow. So it is, yes. yeah, thinking of ourselves as vessels of like, okay, this is, money is energy. It's just, you know, it is. Mm-hmm. right? We're the ones. That, so actually let's talk about what is your, what is your thought and what is your definition of financial freedom? What does that mean to people throw that around financial freedom, Mm -hmm. financial freedom, when they may not even really realize what is, have you defined financial freedom? So what does that mean to you? To me, freedom, that's one of my core values since I was a little girl, you know, it's just like, I need freedom in my life. And you can't acquire that a hundred percent without money, unfortunately, because of the world we live in, unless you're living out in the Amazons and you are providing shelter for yourself and you're getting your own food, you know, and, 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 and and don't need money, money touches everything. So if you want freedom of education, you want to learn things, you're going to have to pay for certain education. You know, some places you have free education, not all of them. You want freedom for your health. You want to be healthy. You want to eat healthy foods. You have to pay for medicine, uh, especially in this country in the U.S. You don't have uh, free health, uh, right? Free health care. You want um, clothing. You have to pay money for it. Anything that you want in your life, you need money for it. So the second step for that, you know, with freedom comes. Well, what's your vision? What kind of lifestyle do you want? How do you want to live your life? Because that looks different. That freedom component looks different to everyone. You know, like for you, Wendy, it might be you want to travel and that's why you had your RV, but that requires money too. You know, you, you have to pay for your Wi-Fi to be able to do a podcast and you need to your RV and you need to pay the mechanics to look at your, you know, change of oil and your tires and Mm -hmm. all these different things. So we need money for whatever it is that that vision is that, that we want, you know, for some might be like, Oh, I don't want to travel. I'm perfectly comfortable in my home here Mm and, you know, a cabin in the woods, a small cabin. That's awesome. But so financial freedom is when you can, when your expenses uh, are lower than um, the money that you're bringing in, right. Then you're good. You are free. You can do all those things that you want to do. And, but factor in your lifestyle, because you also, I don't like like these financial gurus and advice, and I'm not a financial advisor, you know, like Mm -hmm. I am just a woman that's sharing what's worked for me and sharing my tools, my experiences, my knowledge with everyone else. So I can't claim, you know, I, again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I don't like when people talk about budgeting and this, it feels constraining. Yeah. It doesn't feel free. 
As soon as you said the word budget, I was like, (laughs) yeah, that's what happens to me too. Just, I just, I just, I want to shrivel and, you know, and fall onto the ground, you know, because why should I be limiting my coffee intake or whatever it is that you, you know, they all talk about, like, if you save for every coffee that you pay every single day, well, yeah, well, why not? Let's look at it from another place. How can we make more money and bring more money so that I right. can have the coffees the coffee. I want, or yeah. I can go on the trips I want to go or rent the movies I want to rent, you know, whatever your coffee, your latte thing is. But so yeah, financial freedom to me is being able to afford and do all those things that you want to do. And if that means a lifestyle where you can work at whatever times you want to work, or you can travel to wherever you want to travel to, Mm -hmm. that's financial freedom, but you need money for that. You know, you need to have your finances. You you have to have enough assets and enough money coming in. You have to know how to make, keep and grow your money. Those are the three components. Right. And you might be really good. I've had this with clients. You might be really good at making money, but if you haven't dealt with that mindset, you will sabotage. You can make, like you were saying, that thermostat might be a like, oh, my max is our family household can only make a hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. And if one year you make 125,000, I guarantee you, if you haven't worked with your money mindset, yep. that you will sabotage it somehow. And if you made 25,000 above that year, something will happen. Though. There'll be a car breaking down. There'll be a health bill. Yeah. There'll be a tax bill. There'll be something that breaks you back down to the hundred thousand uh, thermostat place yeah. that you're at. So, yeah, yeah it's, I, little... I love that you said that about because it's funny. Um, as a, you know, I had did this whole RV journey, and you know, people on social media like I get tons and tons of comments and. Um, Uh A lot of them kind of, you know, they're meant to be kind of negative or like a little punch, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. you must be so wealthy. You must be so rich to be legit. I'm like, actually, yeah, yes. I'm very rich in my heart and very rich in my soul. Yes. And I'm living a very rich life. Rich means to me, like being able to have that financial freedom. But how did I get there? I didn't, like I did, got rid of all the expenses. I had a mound, mm-hmm. and I mean a mound, a mountain of debt when I got out yeah. of out of my divorce. So much that it was so overwhelming that I didn't know where to start. And I was finally like, well, I got to start somewhere. So let's start chipping away mm-hmm. at this thing. So I, I kind of did the approach of let's get rid of all this debt first. Then let's simplify. I got rid of everything. And I mean everything. And I just... All, all of my debt, all of my credit card debt, even all of my stuff so that I didn't have all that. I didn't like that. I just did that's And that's what worked for me. I didn't like having, even if it was considered quote unquote, good debt. I didn't want it. I'm like, get rid of it. I'm not want it. Mm-hmm. So that's what allowed me to get that financial freedom is to be able to get rid of all that debt first. Like, and I feel like it's one thing at a time, you know, it's like sometimes, yeah, you have to make a lot of money and get rid of the debt. Then you take that money and be able to go do what you want to do. Um, And so I think it does, I feel that sometimes people will, you know, if it's so overwhelming, they just stay with where they're at. They're just like, oh, just it's too much. Yeah. Can't even handle it. But unfortunately, you'll, you know, you'll wake up some, one day and be like, oh my gosh, you know, what have I done or what have I not done? So I feel like it's good for them to start somewhere for sure. Yes. And yeah. can I add to that too, Wendy? Mm, yeah. 
Thank you so much for sharing that because I do feel, first off, the people that think that like, oh, you're just one of the wealthy ones, you know, you had it easier, whatever. Yeah. I invite anyone that has those kind of thoughts, again, to question them because most likely the people that are saying that it's coming from a place of money is evil. Right. You know, it's, that's the thought pattern behind it. Even, even though they might not think like, no, I don't think that Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'd invite you to, to dig deeper and to question that because that sabotage or or when we judge others, like they have it easy. I don't, Yes, you're automatically putting that person, you're putting yourself down. You're already saying that I'm not capable of. Mm-hmm. of doing this. I'm not capable of doing what Wendy did. You know, she right. had it easy. And that's actually a cop-out in my opinion, yeah. because it's just like, well, why even try? Because mm-hmm. I'm not one of the lucky ones that, that got that. The right. second part that I wanted to make a note of what you just said, Wendy, of like coming out of divorce, because there's a lot of women that are struggling, you know, they're struggling paycheck to paycheck. They might've just come out of a divorce or they have a ton of debt, you know, like the average American has $15,000 in debt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like 80% of Americans don't have enough money if an emergency happens tomorrow. That's a huge number and right. that needs to change. Right. So the invitation, if you do have debt, because I also think that, that that's an interesting topic too. I don't believe in consumer debt. I don't believe that you should go out and be buying what was that phrase? You're buying things to impress people that you don't like. I have to look that one up because I just butchered it. But but there is a quote about that. And so we really have to reevaluate as a society, our consumerism and getting into that kind of debt. I do believe Mm -hmm. there's good debt and we could, that's a whole other topic and conversation. You know, there's like maybe a mortgage and a home Mm -hmm. or for your education or for your business, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe in consumer debt. And if you do have debt, a lot of advisors and gurus out there again, say, this is my experience. So I'm just sharing from my perspective, but they'll say, eliminate all your debt, eliminate all your debt before you can start saving for yourself. And I challenge that. I say, try and put all that debt into the lowest interest rate possible, like 0% credit cards and just do the 0% credit card dance for a while. And simultaneously pay yourself first. And this is something that I teach in all my classes. And what I mean by pay yourself first is every dime, every penny that comes into your life, whether it's from your paycheck, whether it's because you found it on the ground, whether it's because someone gifted you cash, I invite you to open up what I call a wealth account or a golden goose account. This is your, Mm -hmm. it's not an emergency account. So it's not money that you're going to use because your car broke down or you're, you had a health issue. It's an account that you want to put as farther away as possible. Mm -hmm. And even if you just put $5 a month, because some people come up to me, like, I don't have enough money to save every month. Like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And I will challenge that too. Mm -hmm. I'll say, you're telling me you don't have an extra $5 that you can put away every month on automatic. All you have to do is go to the bank and say, Hey, I'm opening up this account. Please take away from my paycheck 
$5 yep. every month or from my, my own, if you work for yourself, when you do that, the sense of empowerment and your yeah. confidence goes off the roof. That's why the amount is not important to me. What's yeah. important is the habit. You start mm-hmm. putting the system in place. And yeah. I tell you, I had on a, a client actually, uh, Val, she had just gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. She started, she opened up a wealth account. And within three years, it was just like $20 here. She was living paycheck to paycheck and $5 here, $20 there. Then she started doing house sitting jobs. And she's like, you know what? Everything that I make from the house sitting jobs, I'm just going to put into that account because that's a separate thing that I'm just doing on the side. Within three years, she has over $10,000 on that, in that wealth account. Wow. $5 here, $10 there. 200 here, a hundred there, you know, so for someone that couldn't afford to pay herself, now she's got that money and she invested and she started investing in crypto. She's learning about the stock market. So that's that's the next step. We first want to learn how to make money. Then we want to learn how to keep it because it doesn't matter. Wealth is not defined by how much money you make. You could be Mm -hmm. making millions. If you don't know how to keep it and grow it, you are not wealthy. Right. And the third step is how do I grow my money? They say that uh, rich people, uh, millionaires have an average of seven different streams of income. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, what are my streams of income? Your job is one or your business, right? But what other streams of income are you invested in the stock market? Do you have real estate? Mm -hmm. Do you, are you, you know, maybe it's affiliates, maybe, you know, like maybe you have another business, like a side gig. Think about what streams of income are you setting up for yourself? But it all starts by paying yourself first. Yeah. So that I just wanted to point that in, Wendy, because like you're saying, you know, for anyone that's listening that maybe just got divorced or feels like overwhelmed, like, where do I start? And I can't even save, you know, like you can trust me. And there's, and there's always, yeah. And it kind of weaves into what I was just thinking about with, there's always a little bit of money that you can set aside. One of the things that I learned in getting rid of everything, and that was my choice of completely decluttering and getting rid of things that Uh just, and then living in an RV full time, it's kind of like, there's this saying that if you buy something and you bring it into the RV, something's got to go. So, yeah. And so then I really would like, I'd be at the store. I'm like, do I even have room for that? Do I really need that? You know? So I've become more mindful about my money, about bringing it in. And most importantly, how I'm spending it, because I'll admit, Mm -hmm. like I was the queen of like, oh, that's a cute little gadget. Let me buy that. You know, I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, I mean, just like the dumbest stuff. And I realized as I was going through all my things and as I was decluttering, moving into 150 square feet, I was realizing how much of these silly little things that I would buy and that adds up. So it's like I buy a, you know, a 10 little, $10 little canister to hold my jewelry or something that $10 could go into that account that you were talking about. Yes. I was just going to add to that, Wendy. Yes. You're so right. That's that, that's like a ninja move. Yes. I'm going to share another secret that I do with my clients. I call it, I coined this term universe cash. I believe we, we live in an abundant universe and it's yes. always providing. Right. There's no lack of anything. And so we all expect money to come in to us in the form of money, of cash. Mm-hmm. But what if you go out with a friend and they say, no, let me pay for this lunch. 
you would have already spent $20 for that lunch. That's universe cash. Anything that's a gift, anything that's savings, a discount, that's the universe providing to you. It just doesn't look, it's, it's kind of disguised. It's wrapped in a gift. You know, it's like, oh, I was going to pay for your coffee. And then you say, you know what? Thank you. I'll get you next time or you'll get the next person. But that's like three bucks that you would have spent on the coffee. Jot it down. Keep track of that oh, universe cash that. and you'll I be surprised. That. You go to the store, you go to the grocery store and they're like, oh, you just saved $3 for whatever thing you jot it down and say, you know what? That's $3. And if you add it up at that, it, it's such a fun game to play if you're tracking it, because wh- what I love doing, and I encourage all clients and listeners right now is I encourage everyone to set an intention at the beginning of the month and say, mm-hmm. okay, for this month, I am going to manifest $200 in universe cash and see and play the game, see what shows up every day. Yes. I love this. I mean, nowadays it's so easy with, you know, we have our, you know, bank app on our phones and things like that. I was just thinking, I mean, you could even open up a savings account in an instant, but I was just, cause I actually had a friend the other night. She, she bought dinner for me where I was planning on spending, you know, 40, 50 bucks. I need, and I'm going to do this today. I promise you, I am actually going to open up a little, I'm going to open up a universe savings account and I'm going to take that $50 and go boop. And that is what's nice. You can like instantly just transfer the money, go, okay, thank you universe. And I think that's the key is to be so grateful of no matter what it, what it is, if it's a dollar, if it's $50, a hundred dollars, like, woohoo, I saved money on this. Let me just put that into that account. I love that. And transfer it in. Transfer it in. That's a ninja move. I've, if yeah. You are like talking advanced, Wendy, because normally yeah. I just get my clients started with tracking, becoming aware, shifting yes. their awareness, putting on the lenses of abundance versus lack. Because we're yes. always walking around like, I don't have enough money. I don't have, there's not enough in the savings. Will I have enough for retirement? Let's stop that. Let's just stop and start tracking, put on the lenses of abundance. And I want Mm -hmm. you to start tracking who bought you flowers this week, Mm -hmm. who got you a a free lunch, who got you a free coffee, who sent you a gift in the mail uh, or a check in the mail and start tracking that. And that, because I'm a big believer where attention goes, energy flows or where attention goes, you know, that's where we expand it. But now you did is take it. The ninja move is. Okay. I want this gadget, but do I really want it? Let me wait 24 hours. How much does it cost? $10. Okay. It's only $10, but let me wait 24 hours to see if I really, really need it. You have the advantage of the RV. I lived in New York city and we have that same method, you know? So for anyone that struggles with consumerism and buying everything, you know, it's so easy nowadays with Amazon, you know, it's just click, you know, swipe (laughs) you can buy. But I really invite everyone to consider that because Wendy already went through this. Myself, I did it through New York City too. You know, like we're trying to teach that to our daughter because she doesn't live in New York now, but we used to the same thing. It's like, you'd buy a pair of jeans and it's like, there's no more room in the closet. Yes, A a pair of jeans has to go, you know? (laughs) But when when you're questioning that and you really want something, stop and think, do I really need it? And give yourself a 24 hour window and do like Wendy just did, do the ninja move. If it's a no after 24 hours and you're like, eh, I actually don't need that. I can make it work with something else. 
take those ten dollars of what or whatever you would have paid for it and put it right into your yeah, wealth account or your golden that. goose account. And yeah. you will be amazed at how much that account grows. And this is especially for those that are thinking, I, I don't have anywhere to save. Like I can't save. Right. You can, you just have to be resourceful and dig through and see where you can pull that I money. Love you know? that. Oh my gosh. Well, I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm going to put, I'm going to put you in my new savings account. You're, you're a gift from the universe. So I'm so grateful. Yay. I don't, my gosh. So tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, well, the first place that I'd love everyone to just, just download this guide. It's called women's top money mistakes. Dot com just type it into Google or you'll have it under Wendy's notes. Yep. I'll put women's that top there. money mistakes.com. And you can download a guide that's women's top money mistakes and how to fix them. It works for men too. So if you're a man, don't be discouraged. You can read too. We'll allow you. Um, <laughs> I also just launched my YouTube channel this year. It's under the courage to be happy. So if you just type in the courage to be happy in YouTube it, with Tanya Vasayo. Tanya is T-A-N-I-A because it's the Spanish spelling and Vasayo, you'll see it under Wendy's uh, in the podcast. It's Tanya Vasayo, The Courage to Be Happy on YouTube. And for any women that want to be in conversation and, and feel safe, uh, I have a, a Facebook group called Increase Your Income and Impact. And we, you know, tips, uh, videos, lives, we put a little bit of everything where we can talk a little bit about these things like universe cash. It's so funny that you mentioned this because I, I, I told you about um, Money Magic Miracles. We, the women in that group manifested over a million dollars of cash, of actual money, like sales, yes, homes, like so money cool. in their bank account. But what I didn't share because we hadn't talked about universe cash, they raised over 30 raised. They made over $35,000 in universe cash in wow. just eight weeks. So those were gifts. Those were free, you know, discounts. Those were, you know, they didn't charge me for X product because they were late with the delivery. Mm -hmm. They gave me a discount. They bought me a dinner. That was all universe cash over $35,000. I didn't put that into that other part. So yeah, I invite everyone just stay connected, find a community that you feel comfortable talking about money, be curious about it. And and know that you can start wherever you're at right now. It doesn't matter how much debt you have. It doesn't matter your age. You know, like the saying right. goes, the best time to yeah. plant a tree was yesterday. The next best time is today. Yeah. You know, so just connect. Just the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, give yourself a pat on the back, some kisses on the cheek and say, hey, I'm awesome. Today I listened yes. to something about money and I actually <laughs> enjoyed it, you know, instead of like, ugh, money. Oh, I, no, love I don't it. want to deal with that. And then your website is thecouragetobehappy.com. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. You got it. Well, thank you so yes. much. You're awesome. And thank I can't, you, wait Wendy. To, can't wait to learn more. Yay. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thanks for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. And now for the nuggets of midlife wisdom from today's show. Number one, you have to embrace finances. Money touches everything. So you need to get in touch with money. Number two, Get curious and learn about money. Surround yourself in a community where you feel safe and comfortable to talk about money. 
Number three, if you don't have a good relationship with money, you will not make the best of your life. Number four, shift from a lack mentality into more of an abundant money mindset by becoming aware of your limiting beliefs and become curious as to where those beliefs come from. Number five, money comes from source and through people. You are a catalyst. Number six, financial freedom is when your expenses are lower than the money you are bringing in and being able to afford all the things you want to do in your life. Number seven, you need to know how to make, keep, and grow your money. Wow, Tanya, this interview is so educational and so helpful. I learned a lot from you, and I'm excited to check out the free guide you mentioned at womenstopmoneymistakes.com. Everyone, make sure you download your free copy and find out more about Tanya at thecouragetobehappy.com. I love that name, by the way, (laughs) because it definitely takes courage to be happy. It takes strength to go after your dreams. If you are struggling to regain your strength and to gain clarity of what you want in your life and how to go about getting it, I have just the thing for you. My Midlife Makeover Method online course is simple, short, and sweet and will help you get started on manifesting your dream midlife. Just go to my website at wendyvalentine.com and click on the courses tab. Get started right away so you can start crossing things off your bucket list. If you'd like to see this interview on video, please subscribe to the Midlife Makeover Show YouTube channel. And if you're not already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Wendy underscore Valentine underscore, where it's always a party on my page. I appreciate all of you. And thank you so much again, Tanya, for being on the show today. All right, get out there, be bold, be free, and be you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change, or make you spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are a few ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer who needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Okay, friend, I am so grateful for you and I can't wait to hear from you. Cheers from the RV. Here's to taking the road less traveled. Oh, 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 oh.